Hello, friends and enemies. This is Torin speaking. Pam Saunders of Body Worlds in the Brain was kind enough to provide us with a giveaway copy of the luscious and rather weighty Body Worlds, the original exhibition of Real Human Bodies book. And we decided to hold a contest to find out who wants it the most. To enter the contest, all you have to do is promote Caustic Soda. Contest closes November 16th, 2010. Will we mail you your book? No, but we will meet you at the KFC of your choosing in the greater Vancouver area to enjoy a double-down sandwich. Call back to the food episode. And uh, we will hand you the book, and if you like, we will autograph it, although I can't imagine why you'd want us to despoil such a lovely tome uh, with, uh, with our little scribbles. For details on the contest, including the rules and regulations, visit causticsodapodcast.com. And don't forget to visit Body Worlds at the TELUS World of Science before January 9th, 2011. Body Worlds. Body Worlds. Body Worlds. Body Worlds. Holy Notre Dame, Batman. Your hunch was right. I'm Kevin Leeson. I am not an animal. I am Joe Fulgham. Would you rather have 12 inches or two 6 inches, if you know what I mean? I'm Chris Stewart. I'm Torn Atkinson. Let's have a big round of flippers for Caustic Soda! <laughs> Bam! So what is a deformity? Uh, it's a malformation of a physical part of your body? Correct. You win. All right, that's it. Podcast over. Uh, the word origin... Forma it means to form, mold, shape, or case. And, of course, D is a Latin prefix, which can mean a few things, uh, primarily uh, the opposite of or to undo. So deform is uh, to not, undo the form. not properly formed. <laughs> Deformation is also known as dysmorph- dysmorphia. Die. And dysmorphophobia is the fear of deformity. Oh, there you go. Throw phobia on the end of it. Makes it scary. Yep. And teratology is the study of abnormalities in physiological development, um, the study of birth defects, but also just uh, devel- developmental stages such as puberty and things like that. Mm-hmm. All right, good times. Who knows what some of the teratogenic agents are? Who's, what causes deformities? Who knows what teratogenic means? Well, what may, does that mean? Well, I just told you what teratology means. Yeah, okay. Right. So teratogenic means the making of oh, deformities. Okay. All right. So you uh, want causes. That's the word you meant. Yeah. I'm going to go with uh, harken back to our radiation episode and say radiation. Ionizing radiation mm. is correct. Atomic weapons fallout, uh, iodine-131, uranium, background radiation, diagnostic x-rays, and radiation therapy. All right. I learned something from this podcast. There would also be chemical, thinking of thalidomide babies and Things like that. A drug side effect. A drug side effect. Yeah. Chemicals, yeah, environmental chemicals, uh, PCBs, organic mercury, and drugs and medications as well. Mm. All right. How to, many How many of these are there? There's uh, five. Right, we got two out of the five already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to go with uh, punches in the stomach while the baby's <laughs> in there. Wrong. Um, uh, genetics. No. No? It's not on the list. That's crazy. All right. I'm stumped. Or, and so are the babies. That's why they're deformed. <laughs> oh, we're laughing at their pain. I'm going to backtrack a second and introduce our special guest. Me. 
Chris Stewart. Oh, he shows I didn't up. Like, I didn't like how you did air quotes when you said special. Is that why you, why I'm here? Yeah, you're a resident authority on deformities. Okay. He's the only person we knew who owned a couple of books on him. <laughs> who read a... The only person you know who read a book. <laughs> That's true. Stewie, do you have any other guesses? Okay, so it's not counting, like, uh, physical deformations, like disease later in life? Or is it... Uh, infections. Ah, okay. Hmm. Oh, there's a third one. All right. And then does it allow for, like, injury? Uh, no. Okay. All right, lay them on. It's not a territory. We've dragged this out. We've dragged this out long. We've got we've got infections: herpes, uh, German measles, syphilis, toxoplasmosis. Mm. Uh Yeah, we know that. Uh, Metabolic imbalance, alcoholism, diabetes, folic acid deficiency, and endemic cretinism. Who knows what cretinism is? It's your endocrine system is lacking or Uh, over uh, producing. Severely stunted physical and medical growth due to untreated congenital deficiency of thyroid hormones due to maternal nutritional deficiency of iodine. Hmm. Oh. Huh. Huh. Cretinism. That's my list. All right. Well, okay. We got three out of five. That's not too bad. This is a C. I have a quick science article. The, sub-article. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. Lay it on us. He, he did air quotes. Yeah. That was air quotes again. Ribieroia. Ribieroia. Ribieroia is a group of trematode parasites, uh, flatworms, that infect freshwater snails. And what is the snails? The frogs. The frogs become, the cysts develop in their uh, body parts while they're turning from a tadpole into a uh, into a frog, uh-huh. so their limbs don't grow properly. Okay, so they'll have extra limbs or malformed limbs and so forth, and that makes them easier for predators to eat them. Right, which which is the what parasite. the parasite wants to have happen. Right, because mm. that's their last host. Yeah. So there's uh, there's some deformities in. Uh, and then what do they do when they're in the predator? Uh, they cling on to their intestines and enjoy the rest of their life until they lay egg more eggs. There you go. Yeah. The the circle of life. The, the Those, beautiful circle of life. Damn flatworms. The horrible <laughs> circle of life. <laughs> What's well, wrong think, with you people? Oh, well, caustic soda. Sorry. You'd, you'd think with all these extra limbs and whatever, the frogs would be easier to get away. Only, if uh, only they worked properly. <laughs> yeah, they could swim faster and jump higher. I've seen pictures of this before. The frogs are particularly unperturbed by it. But Little super frogs. Thanks to Ribieroia. Somebody will know how to pronounce that properly. Well, it, there's a We're a, not scientists. a hockey player for the Dallas Stars is Ribeiro. Oh, and maybe, does he have an extra a. leg sticking out of his back? <laughs> yeah, he's part frog. Rib- so this could be Ribeiroia, Ribeiro, Ribeiroia, Ribeiroia, Ribeiroia. I'll give you points for that. All right. Yeah, I'm going with that too. Sure. If we're taking a vote, I win. If anybody knows, yeah. Uh, record it, us. record <laughs> it, and uh, email the, me the MP3, and I can post it. Uh, what else do we got for deformities? You well, must this... have a bunch of them. Talking to you, Chris Stewart, our guest. Yeah. Um, well, we... yeah. You I, must have I think a bunch the... of deformities. <laughs> deformities. The obvious ones we can think of are the ones that have been mainstreamed, I guess, through say circuses or sideshows. Yeah. Okay. Even Naturally. though they they tend to be dying out, uh, there are still a few today. Well, medical advances are are taking the freak show out of the uh, out of the equation. I don't Not know if really. It's medical advances I, so much as just PCism. Yeah. I don't. I don't think people are necessarily well that interested in going and staring again. 
Uh, they've, they've started getting reality TV shows, but they haven't. <laughs> That's you know. taking up that niche now. Yeah, yeah. well, I guess the, the, Jer- the Jersey Shore is a different kind of freak show, isn't it? <laughs> yes. <sighs> with with deformities. Yeah. <laughs> Super short women and extra muscly guys. Who needs it? Underdeveloped frontal lobes. <laughs> and uh, overde- overdeveloped by surgery frontal lobes on one of those women. <laughs> I don't know what the term would be, but there was there's a famous number. There was a famous family where he passed it on congenitally. Uh, lobster claws. Lobster, lobster claws. There was a lobster claws. Uh, not proper ones, but rather he his uh, fingers were fused into two uh, append, you know, right. flanges yeah. Yeah. or whatever. No, I've seen pictures of that guy. The wolf men or the dog boys yeah. with their hirsutism. Yeah, I've seen pictures of those guys too. The indelicate term pinheads. Right. Uh, microcephalics. Yeah, with the uh, you saw a bunch of them in that movie Freaks from yes, the thirties, which will probably show up. I'm sure in the uh, the uh, pop, culture, the pop section. culture section. Yeah, a number of guys famous for their um, say alligator or reptile esque skin. It's okay. just a skin condition. Elephant Man. Oh yeah. Yeah. What did he have? What was his condition? John Merrick syndrome. John. No. Uh, elephantism. Uh, Elephantiasis. Gigantic faces. Perhaps no, but there's the medical term is uh, Joe. What have you? That we can look to... up. Yeah, we can look that one up. Isn't it elephantiasis? Elephantiasis. Elephantiasis. You're right. It is just a Yahoo. Place. What are you in this time? Oh, it's kind of in the Elephant Man title. So... His moniker sort of carried it. <laughs> so what Don't... is elephantiasis exactly? I don't know. How but... does that happen? Just uh, it's just birth defect. That's a genetic condition. Really? You, yes. it, you it's know, there's, a, there's, it's you a can, disease. You can get something that gives it to you. That I'm yeah. not familiar with. It's a disease characterized by the thickening of the skin and underlying tissues, especially in the legs, male and male genitals. Microscopic thread-like the, parasitic oh, worms. There yeah. you go. Transmitted by mosquitoes. I know. Yeah, you catch that. However, the disease itself is the result of a complex interplay between several factors. The worm... Uh, the symbiotic wolf, uh, Wolbachia bacteria within the worm, the host's immune response, and the numerous opportunistic infections and disorders that arise. Okay, then this is not, elephantiasis is not what the elephant man had. The elephant man had something else. He was born like that. Uh, in 2001, British scientist Paul Spearing speculated that Merrick might have suffered from a combination of neurofibromatosis type 1 and Proteus syndrome. Oh, double whammy. Yeah. It's kind of like a house episode. The trick with deformities is how you want to classify them sort of thing. This thing kind of gets interesting because basically deformity largely amounts to whatever society is willing to accept and put up with. Right. Well, there's a deformity called Haglund's deformity, which is basically women wearing their pumps. Yeah. Their high, high heels. heels. Yeah. Too much and too often. And uh, it, it like creates a little like it gives them bumps. Yeah. spur on their Achilles heel. Right? Yeah. Or Achilles tendon. A bony enlargement on the back of a heel that most often leads to painful bursitis, which is an inflammation of the bursa. You know, you guys all know what a bursa is. I don't have to explain that. Yeah, it's that thing that uh, Afghanistani women wear. Yeah. And uh, in Hagelin's deformity, the soft tissue near the Achilles tendon becomes irritated when the bony enlargement rubs against shoes, often called the pump bump, because the rigid backs of pump-style shoes creates pressure that aggravates the enlargement when walking. The pump bump. That's a dance move I pulled out on Friday night. <laughs> so you, if you, everything kind of turns into a spectrum then, because you have the like the wolf boys, who have excessive hair everywhere, like right. eyelids, etc. Mm-hmm. And then you can kind of dial that down to excessively hairy men, down to normally hairy yeah. people, whatever that is, to guys who are like myself losing their hair, all the way over to the gentleman whose name escapes me from Little Britain. 
and I forget the name of the condition, but he has no hair. I uh, I worked with a woman once who uh, had no hair. She was a uh, professional photo photographer, and uh, I asked her. I was like, "Well, what happened? I mean, did you have a con- did you have cancer? Is it chemo treatment? Like, what's going on?" She said, "Nope." One day she woke up and her hair started falling out, and it all went, and they don't have an explanation for it. There are certain places I would like to see a lack of hair. <laughs> I'd like to talk about Sirenomelia. Sirenomelia. As in mermaids. Ooh, yeah, that's right, when they fuse the legs together, right? Yeah, uh, known as mermaid syndrome, a rare congenital deformity in which the legs are fused together, giving them the appearance of a mermaid's tail. Yeah, yeah I've seen pictures of that. There's been a few notable cases. Uh, in, uh, Tom Hanks found one in that movie Splash. <laughs> that's right. <Yeah. laughs> oh, save it for the pop culture section, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> This condition is found in approximately one out of every 100,000 live births, which is about as rare as conjoined twins, and is usually fatal within a day or two of birth because of complications associated with abnormal kidney and urinary bladder development Mm. and function. Oh, yeah, that makes sense because they can't, there's nowhere nowhere to pee if your legs are fused together. Exactly. Oh, okay. But there are a few uh, surviving um, examples sirenomelioids. So, how do they pee? Um, thanks to medical technologies, <laughs> we okay. make probably, it happen. Probably drill a hole. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, Milagros uh, Aroca was born in 2004 in Peru. Her internal organs, heart, and lungs are in perfect condition. She was born with serious internal defects, including a deformed left kidney. Yada yada yada. Um, in addition, her digestive, urinary tracts, and genitals share a single tube. A four-hour operation to insert silicon bags between her legs to stretch the skin was successfully completed. A successful operation to separate her legs to just above the knee took place. And it, she became so traumatized to the degree of losing her ability to form proper speech patterns from the surgery, leaving her hmm. nearly mute. Her mother reported that she knew more than 50 words at her second birthday, uh, which was sometime later. And a second operation to separate up to the groin took place uh, another year later and a few weeks after that she took her first steps wow oh actually that is really cool the doctor cautioned that she still needed 10 to 15 years of rehabilitation and more operations before she could live a normal life Mm -hmm. Uh, particularly oh boy she will require reconstructive surgery to rebuild her rudimentary anus urethra and genitalia And I'm no, I'm no surgeon, but that's probably going to be the trickiest part, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? I don't know about anybody else, but using the word rebuild in conjunction with any of those parts of my body yeah, makes my skin crawl. Gives me a shiver up the old spine. I don't want to have anything happen to me where they need to rebuild my anus. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Gives me a shiver up the old anus. <laughs> but there is another happy aspect to this insofar as the hospital gave a job to her father so that they can... Uh, pay for the operations well but it sounds nice until you realize that's just one of those like uh you know a company store things oh go ahead and work in the hospital all your wages go to your daughter's operations and in the americas well in the united states in 1988 tiffany york was uh underwent successful surgery in order to separate her legs and they were successfully separated before she was one year old she's the longest surviving serenomelia patient to date she still has problems getting around since her leg bones are very fragile. She compensates by with crutches and a wheelchair. What, now, here's the thing. If they like kept their legs together, would they actually be better swimmers than other people? Like uh, the Doubtful. man from Atlantis who swam like a seal? Yes. Or a porpoise? Precisely. Good old Patrick Duffy. 
I guess I'd like to flip to uh, the non-birth defect related stuff and the man-made related stuff. Sure. How about uh, Vietnam and Agent Orange? Mm-hmm. And we talked about briefly on the Poison episode, wasn't it? We talked about Agent Orange? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. but very briefly. I mean, uh, there's one guy who's actually, his body is turned entirely orange. Like, he, he looks like one giant blister. But a lot, of, there's a lot of deformities from people who are exposed to Agent Orange and then had babies. Absolutely. There's a uh, there's another picture that we should post, which is it got a bucket full of deformed, like, fetuses and newborns. Well, you, yes, go ahead. Do you guys know the name um, uh, Dede Kosawara? No. Not off the top of my head. The gentleman from Indonesia who's been nicknamed uh, Tree Man. Oh Tree yes, man. yeah, I know who you're talking he about. He has he has a, a, a wart infection that you know, pretty much the same as anybody can get, but for some reason his body is not doing well with it in stopping it. Okay, and it's spreading. So if you imagine, if you've seen a wart before, if you can imagine it just running out of control in your body, it builds up and it looks to people like tree bark. They're working to actually reduce it through surgeries and medications and all, and it's supposedly working, but uh, right. The last update I saw was like two years ago, so I'm not sure how he's doing now. Well, Leon, I guess now's the time to delve into thalidomide, isn't it? I think it is. I mean, yeah. uh, that's got to be one of the uh, the worst sort of medical disasters in human history, right? What, what, what was it all about? What's well, the story? Thalidomide was invented, I guess, uh, it's, uh, sometime either right after World War II, and uh, it was pitched as one of those wonder drugs. It, right. It stopped uh, motion sickness. It helped with um, all sorts of conditions. Insomnia. Insomnia, whatnot. And then they uh, they found that it pretty much wiped out morning sickness in pregnant women. And so was uh, was actually cleared for use in a lot of countries in Europe, especially the UK. Mm-hmm. And uh, medical trials were started in the States, even though it was never – it was it was actually turned down by the FDA eventually – uh, so it never went into mass production in the U.S., but uh, it was women were exposed to it through medical trials, and it uh, almost universally caused massive birth defects in children. I know that there was, a, for a time, it was kind of considered in the medical community that the uterus was like this impenetrable zone that nothing yeah. in the in the mother could affect what was going on in there. Yeah, that's hmm. why you could drink and smoke and yeah. have a good time, or whatever, <laughs> while you're doing your, you know, pregnancy, whatever. They're in this, uh, they're in the little shell inside your. Uh, Inside your womb. That turned out to not be true. <laughs> surprise, surprise. And doing the research for this episode, I found out that Canada was the last country to ban thalidomide. Yeah. We went out like another year and a half after everybody else had banned it. We didn't stop sales of the drug until 1962. We're terrible. There's an award by the FDA named after the woman who, uh, the doctor who refused to clear thalidomide for use in the States through the FDA. And so she got, oh, really? uh, yeah, she got like a, uh, an award given to her by the president and uh, uh, the FDA actually hands out a commendation every year that's named after her. Oh, the Kelsey Award. Yeah. For anybody who uh, diligently protects the American people against, you know. Uh, harmful medicine. Uh, harmful medicine. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And I guess the, uh, the, the, the chief side effect is focomelia, which is the, uh, the, the malformation of the limbs. The, the flipper hands. Flipper hands. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, symptoms are undeveloped ling- limbs, absent pelvic bones, uh, hands Oof. and arms are missing, short arm bones, fused fingers, missing thumbs, that sort of thing. Yeah, like uh, swaybacks and scoliosis as a result of the missing pelvic bones and stuff like that. Like it's, you know, it's not something you want to get. Uh, 
But although the thalidomide is actually making a comeback. I guess they figured out about 10 years ago that it is a, an incredibly effective fighter of leprosy. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. I remember hearing this a number of years ago and thinking that it was like the craziest fucking thing I've ever heard. But then reading out more about it, I guess it does a really excellent job retarding the spread of leprosy and and that it's super effective. And of course, in third world countries where leprosy is still a problem, they try and educate them on birth control and all the rest of that stuff at the same right. time and say, don't have babies while you're taking your anti-leprosy right. medication. But that thalidomide babies have actually started turning up in the third world as a result. Hmm. So that the, almost... 40 years after the first wave of thalidomide babies and there's uh there's kind of a new wave in the works mm -hmm. it's kind of like fashion it's like bell-bottom pants how so <laughs> they were big in the 60s okay. they disappeared for like 30 years and now they're back i and, get it and now they're gone again and now they're gone again yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what's in your big book of anomalies there anything else we haven't well, talked about oh you name it uh gigantism dwarfism oh oh Polymelia? Polymelia? What's polymelia? Lay it on us. Uh, well, poly Multiple means... arms and legs? Yeah, poly means many, and amelia means limb. So, when people are born with extra limbs, much like the frog, but for different reasons. Uh, the extra limb is most commonly shrunken and or deformed. Sometimes an embryo starts as conjoined twins, but one twin will degenerate, except for one or more limbs. Sometimes small extra legs between the normal legs are caused by the body axis forking in the depigus condition. Oh, this is that. This is the octopus man from Thailand. Like uh, this is exactly what happened to him. That sort of thing. And there's another one in March 2006. A baby boy identified only as Gigi was born in Shanghai, with a fully formed third arm. He had two full size left arms, one uh, ventral to the other. And this is the only documented case of a child born with a fully formed supernumerary arm. Uh, and in 2007, a child was born with four legs uh, outside of South Africa. And in 2007, November, doctors in Bangalore, India, successfully completed surgery on a two-year-old girl named Lakshmi who was born with four arms and four legs. This is not true, polymelia, but a case of Ischiopagus Siamese twinning, where one twin's head had disappeared during development. I was going to ask if, what the, if they made any distinction between that and the old parasitic twin. Yeah. Now, going back to the the sideshow days, the uh, extra limbs, the the yeah, uh, of this nature, especially with the parasitic twin. Are you going to talk about the great Lentini? No, Lentini. Yeah. Oh yeah, Frank Lentini. He is in here. Although I was going to talk about Myrtle Corbin. Well, let's do a Corbin Man Lentini, Lentini double shot. <laughs> All right. Well, you, why don't you open with uh, Frank? Okay. Franco. Francesco Lentini, uh, 1889 to 1966, born in Sicily with three legs, two sets of genitals, and oh, one wow. and one rudimentary foot growing from the knee of his third leg. So he had three legs, four feet, 16 toes, and two sets of functioning male genitals, uh, wow. which were all that existed of a conjoined twin and jutted from the right side of his body. His parents refused to acknowledge him. His aunt raised him, but eventually handed him over to a home for disabled children. Uh, oh, I should say that he hated his extra body parts until he spent time at the home when he met children who were deaf, blind, and mute. So, kind of interesting. Uh, at the age of nine, he moved to the U.S. and entered the great uh, entered the sideshow business as the great Lentini, joining the Ringling Brothers Circus Act. Hmm. He uh, His gimmick was he would use his third leg to kick a soccer ball across the stage, hence his show name, the three-legged football player. 
Oh, really? I thought he would uh, give live demonstrations of his two functioning sets of genitals. Well, he married Teresa Murray, so I'm sure she got many demonstrations. (laughs) (laughs) And they had four children. Wow. Yeah, think about that. Two per. Was Was it two at a time? You you know why? Because, like, uh, you know, once once your one set is worn out, you can always go to the backup. (laughs) I'm leaving. She was the luckiest woman alive. Bye, Stewie. (laughs) <laughs> Bye. He died at the age of 77, so he became the longest-lived man with three legs. Oh, is it? Is this where the term, oh, that guy's got like a third leg? Is that where this term came from? No. It's like that guy's got a third leg. Oh, uh, Myrtle. Myrtle Corbin. Going to your thing about the, you'd think the sideshow would be best about showing off his extra... Genitals. Son of genitals. <laughs> junk. His junk. His backup junk. And the thing was, just given the time, uh, in some cases... Uh, not so much the guys, but the women, uh, because showing off the extra limbs showed off so much more. Uh, it was sometimes regarded as a gentleman uh, step behind the curtain sort of thing. But of course, given the era too, those situations tended to get them run out of town. So, right. mm. <clears throat> but given the, it's fairly easy, to, you know, comparatively, to uh, make a pair of fake legs. There was a lot right. of fake multi uh, multi limbed like uh, women, etc. Oh, of course, of course. Because you just tie around your waist and wear the dress, and all you see is two legs and right dangly bits, dangly bits. So cheaters, cheaters, cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. Back to our gluttony episode. Although so cheat, they even they couldn't even afford to be really deformed. Now you know if podcasting doesn't pan out, you guys, you know, you can always start a backup plan. Yep. Torin can be the wolf boy. Oh, let me think about that. Okay, so lesser of two evils. Not enough limbs versus too many limbs. So, Siren Amelia, you've got two limbs that have fused Fused together, together. in this case, the legs. Okay. Versus Polymelia, which is you've got extra arms. You got one of those conjoined twins. But let's assume for the purposes of this discussion that they don't work properly and they're just. Right, they're just dangly bits. Yeah. So let's go with, uh, we can even go the same area. We could go extra legs or not enough legs. I think we all know what we'll be choosing, though, don't we? I guess let's find out. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Uh, let me think. Uh, you know what? Here's the thing. And okay. I, I kind of mentioned when we were talking about the mermaid uh, uh, thing off the top, is anytime that you have to use the term rebuild anus yeah. and genitalia, yeah. I get all kind of squidgy, You're right? Out. I'm definitely hmm. so. In spite of the fact, and and besides which, you got that guy who had actually two functioning sets of genitalia. So you might actually with the bonus plan. It's true. I mean, sure, you got to deal with these these dangly legs, but then by the same <laughs> token, you can if you if you swing the hips enough, you can kick soccer balls around with it. 
And here's the thing, they didn't operate on them because they were all, um, they were tied in too closely to the spinal system or whatever. And, you know, for whatever reason, the doctors decided it would be too dangerous. You know, he may be paralyzed if we're, yeah, if we're going to operate on you and try to remove your extra limbs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's say, let's assume that, let's also assume for this experiment that we're like maybe turn of the century. So a hundred years ago. Yeah. Okay. That'd so be- medical science is not up to snuff to right. properly. The separate amputate the, your yeah, yeah or separate the two the legs or amputate the dangly bits yeah yeah I'm gonna basically uh, you're stuck throughout your life with whatever you're born with and yeah. you can't do anything about it okay. I'm gonna go with the extra dangly legs primarily because then the odds are my genitalia is intact yeah I think this one's gonna be all about it's all junk. about the junk it is if we let's pull, let's joke. pull that out let's just say okay. let's let's just say functioning yeah. genitalia that, that, that in you, both you instances. can in both instances you can get your rocks off just fine <laughs> okay which all right. is the primary importance that does add well because because that's going to change things yeah right? no it's true that's a if, game changer for right. sure so let's just say we'll pull that out of the out of the equation sure. just ignore okay. it for now right. so ignoring that uh i will go the other way uh because uh i can sit in a wheelchair and um you know, uh, my upper body's fine. I can use the computer, and as long as the the happy fun time is still working, then uh, you know I don't have that extra junk lying around and, that I got to worry about. And so. maybe a hell of a swimmer. It's possible. Yeah. 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 Sometimes less is more. Yeah. <laughs> Torn, how do you feel on the subject? Where would you? Find? I don't know. I can't decide. It's it's pretty hard. Yeah, actually. What does Stewie think? Less less shoes to buy. Less, no, that's right. Less garments. I'm very much with Joe for mostly the same reasons. And uh, yeah, You're, you, the, well, here's the thing. So we've agreed that you can't get the limbs removed, right? There's no cheating yeah, where it's like right. you get the extra limbs, yeah. so you can't yeah. get them. You, you stuck know. with them for good. I mean, let's be fair. I mean, as nice as the world is supposedly getting in a lot of areas, I think be wandering around with extra limbs sticking out, if you can indeed mm-hmm. walk around or whatever, you're going to get a, a lot yeah, a lot more a stairs. A lot more negative uh, attention than you'd want right. than if you're, you're in a wheelchair. You're going to freak more people out. Or, yeah, yeah, and I think that's I think that's the tough one. Like, it, I mean, all the physical stuff aside, you have to live an entire lifespan with whatever the world brings you with this. With so, other jerkhole people. Yeah, you know, like you, like Joe said, you can sit in a wheelchair. You 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 can live a, a full life that most people recognize as completely fine. And like you said, maybe you can swim better who knows yeah because well, with the extra limbs you're definitely not going to be a champion swimmer you're going to have all that extra drag you're gonna you you have to have a <laughs> hell of a brain to to live a life where people are like oh my god you have extra limbs sticking out of your shirt or yeah. what have you oh how'd that happen are those real <laughs> every day of your life yeah what are you doing so if i have an extra leg and extra alarm am i really good at running and typing no, because they're useless, right? We already decided. Already you can type already. and use the mouse at the same time, though. Okay. <laughs> Those supernumerary limbs are not functioning. Okay. Oh. Yeah, I guess I'm going to have to go with the well, Serenamelia. No, see, I'm going I'm to be the, uh, the, the, the voice of, uh, of a contention here. I'm going to be the dissenting opinion. Because, you know, at least you can walk, right? Like, you got the Serenamelia. You are stuck like in a wheelchair or a cart or whatever else they like. They can function. They they could fashion to wheel you around in. Whereas, you got an extra leg and an extra arm. You can still walk. You can still reach the top yeah, shelf. Yeah, but you can't fit into a kayak. <laughs> Depends. It could be on the inside. On the inside of your leg. 
Doesn't have to be sticking out the side. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm, you could reach the top shelf. You could you could basically function as a normal human being. Just you'd have some extra dangly bits that you have to cart, cut little holes in your shirts for. Right. Hmm. All right. So I'm gonna go with extra. Where do you limbs. where do you want it? Is it an arm or a leg? Uh, I would go with uh, I think probably a, a two extra legs coming right out of my butt cheeks, so I could like basically have a chair with me at all times. Or you can just lean differently. Yeah. Yeah. Just lean back on yeah, your just back lean legs. Back on your back legs, exactly. I I'd make in this reality. Yeah. I I'm making you a T-shirt that says my eyes are up here. <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 dun. News. Uh, fishermen residents ask Prime Minister to probe the cause of deformed fish. What's the deformity? Uh, well, there's one with a big tumor growth. Where? Where's uh, Where's one? This is uh, in uh, Alberta, <laughs> uh, by a lake near the oil sands, Lake yeah. Athabasca and the Athabasca River. And they oh, yeah. have bulges. They just have bulges. That's well, it. This People one fish in Alberta. Yeah. Uh, Raymond Laduceur has fished the waters of Lake Athabasca and the Athabasca River for 53 years, but he says the deformed fish only began showing up in his nets about 20 years ago. <laughs> Formerly Which news. would be about the, well, it would be about the time when, uh, when they started actually using the oil sands to try and get oil out of them because it became worthwhile. Hmm. Mm. It's like Blinky. That's all I could find. It's like Blinky on the Simpsons. Blinky the three-eyed fish. Mm-hmm. This is the real life version of Blinky, which I think is the only cartoon I can think of where there are deformities. Pop culture. We start talking about cartoons. Any other cartoons that we can think of? With, well, uh, Hunchback was a cartoon. Uh, the Hunchback Hunch- of Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they guess they've adapted to just about every kind of type of media yeah. under the sun at this mm-hmm. stage of the game. And I guess that's an example of what was his condition? You told him before. Uh, kyphosis is traditional Hunchback, um, but the kyphosis is. Uh, Mostly from arthritis or osteoporosis or some kind of trauma. I suppose it could be birth defect, but right. I'm pretty sure he was born that way, right? It yeah. could be a birth. It, it could be a birth defect in the in the sense that the that the trauma happened when he was born, right? Yeah, sure. um, yeah. and curved his spine then, and he just grew up that way the whole time. Yeah, but he also had like kind of the wonky eye and the like. You know, he was deaf, and you know, he had the wonky speech yeah. and the whole nine yards. Like, so I'm guessing it was more like an overall sort of Elephant Man-style situation, right? Has yeah. anyone actually seen either the live-action or the animated version of Hunchback? I have seen the animated version. I, I've seen the, yeah, it's a, good. A, a live-action version from the 70s or 80s. I okay. remember when I was a kid. I've been to Notre Dame, but there was no Hunchback. You could have been what there. A what a rip-off. letdown. Oh. But I will point out the number of ridiculously cliche tourists wandering around imitating a Hunchback. Mm. High. Yeah. High, and, high numbers and, and you and you have to get your photo ringing the bell hunched over there uh there's a friend of mine who uh, uh his name is Dimitri and he performed in a burlesque troupe here in Vancouver and uh one of his most uh lauded and well-loved characters was Hunchy the Hunchback who would every once in a while get up on stage and strip in burlesque style oh. it was it was a comedy of purely physical variety Moving on. Uh, so we got, well, the X-Men. Uh, most of the X-Men tend to be, this is comics and cartoons, most yeah. of the X-Men tend to be pretty human looking. Um, yeah. Some of them can change into monstrous appearances, but they do have uh, created, I believe it was in the mid 80s or so, uh, mutants similar to the X-Men that were shown in the comics called the Morlocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was that uh, the run by uh, Calypso. Callisto. 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 Yeah. <laughs> That would be Calypso. Steel drum, Callisto. 
Uh, yeah, Callisto, the uh, the chick with the eye patch, and yeah, she was awesome. And made yes, and made specifically to be uh, unattractive. Killer Croc. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With the he uh, was born with that the skin scaly condition. skin. Yeah, absolutely. And he didn't really have any superpowers except for he was really strong. And really strong and really I tough. Read, just recently, there was a um, I read a collection. Uh, it was a a Batman miniseries, and Killer Croc was the main character, and it was uh, set in Arkham Asylum, and he. Uh, he was the catalyst as opposed to the usual Joker mm. right. thing. Yeah, Forget Killer, what it was Killer Croc now. in... Uh, I think it might have actually been called Arkham Asylum. You could argue uh, the Penguin. That's true. Yeah. So he had the, yeah, he had the flipper hands. He had the flipper hands. And, uh, uh, in the Tim Burton movie. Had the yeah, the Tim Burton movie, but not yeah. in the comics. Yeah, true. He still. just said he was just a fat guy with a big nose and an umbrella. Still, still he's up there, you know? He's got that pointy nose. Uh, Elephant Man, we talked about him. Briefly. Yeah. yeah. Has everyone seen the movie? The, the David Lynch one. Is there another one? I don't know. Then yes, we've all seen it. <laughs> Is that what we're saying? Yes, I've seen it. Okay. And what about Mask? M- yeah, Mask. Uh, With li- Lionitis, I believe, is what he had. Oh. Which is his uh, his cranium can't stop growing. Okay. I haven't seen it, actually. It's good. Oh, really? What else do we got on the list that we can argue about? Caliban from The Tempest. Caliban from The Tempest. What kind of deformity did he have? Well, it's not really... Described all that much, but that he is a large, misshapen humanoid. Uh, very often, he's actually portrayed as uh, non-human and beastly. And if you look at kind of the sci-fi retelling of uh, the Tempest, which is where would I do that? That you would watch uh, Forbidden Planet. Oh, okay. right. who's Caliban in that one? Uh, the giant electrical beast that attacked the ship all the time. Because. That was Caliban? Well, here's the here's the explanation. In the Tempest, Caliban and Ariel both represents uh, sides of Prospero's personality. So Caliban is the deep, dark, angry, hateful, Monsters resentful monster id. monster of the id, and Ariel is the more flightful, fanciful version. And so that when they did Forbidden Planet, they based it on the Tempest. So the Caliban character became just the beast that got angry at the ship mm. and attacked it because the I can't remember the character's name, but the the super scientist that they visited on the planet got angry and his technology formed the beast that attacked the ship. As portrayed by Walter Pigeon. Oh. Yeah. One of my favorite science fiction movies, Forbidden Planet. Great. Great movie. Uh, Total Recall. What was the guy's name? There's a parasitic twin and his name was? Kuatu. No, Close, that's not but it. I don't think that's it. No. Quaid. Kuato. 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 Okay. Yeah. That was disturbing. And then the woman had extra boobs. The, the three, yeah. three arrested woman. There were a lot of mutations and deformities in yeah. that film. Yeah, people awesome. with, uh, just kind of melting faces and one big eye. And what was the reasoning behind that? Uh, because the there wasn't radiation. much atmosphere around radiation. Mars to filter out the radiation, and these people couldn't <laughs> afford to live in a radiation-proof zone. Yeah, why they built a non-radiation-proof zone on Mars? <laughs> yeah, ask Arnold Schwarzenegger. Budget that. cutbacks. As Verhoeven. For, for the same reason that your no, eyeballs Arnold. would explode out of your head on Mars. Because you've got Arnold Schwarzenegger's syndrome. Yeah, really good movie, like, surprisingly. I don't know if I agree with that, actually. But... No? I enjoyed it immensely. Hmm. I'd give it a seven, maybe even an eight on some days, but probably a seven. Yeah, not sol- a ten. solid seven. Yeah. I'm at Eminently six. watchable. Six. Wow, and you rate high, don't you? Hmm? Oh, freaks. freaks. From 1930... I'm guessing... I'm going out on a limb. 31. 34. Oh. 32. Curses. 32. 32. <laughs> oh, I was close. Woohoo! 
Gulli uh, Goo, one of us. Gulli Goo, one of us. Gulli Goo, one of us. I was playing at the Wallflower, where my art is hanging, by the way, if anyone's listening to this. That's the only time I've really watched more than like five minutes at a time. Oh, no, I, I watched the whole movie. I sat down and watched it from beginning to end. How is it? It's a, a surprisingly compelling and very disturbing. I love the tagline on this poster. Can a full-grown woman truly love a midget? No. Was that oh, the wait, answer? Spoiler. Spoiler? No? <laughs> I've never seen it. Uh, you know what? It's one of those uh, it's one of those movies that I think was like uh, quite the sensation at the time because it was the Naturally. First, it was very exploitative, right? Mm. I mean, uh, you just... A lot of the characters are are actual freak show participants that they just put in the movie for the There's, salacious yeah. effect of, of, of having people go, oh my God. Sort of. There's a flip side, though, where Browning fought to have them in, and his argument was is that he didn't want, if he was going to show this, he wanted people to actually have to deal with the reality of the situation yeah, and the reality of these people, and also to show that, you know, these people were acting in a film. They're, they're more than just the sum of whatever nature gave them sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it goes kind of both ways that there's it's exploitative and and also he's also trying to mainstream them to the world, and the reaction was very much that we don't want to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> it, got, well, it got banned for I mean, by, the, by the same token. I mean, it, it is like for all intents and purposes a horror movie, right? Yeah. So it's uh, right, but the, isn't the story behind it? I haven't watched it, but isn't the story behind it that the the freaks are all like good people, and that the normal people uh, in it tend to be kind of bastards? Certainly, uh, that's, well, that's what I'm reading right here. The the most normal quote unquote person in the film, the if I recall correctly, the woman is basically trying to. Uh, well, she's gold digging. Yeah, she's the most evil person in it. Yeah, right. And in the end, she's punished for it by the the family, his family yeah. in the circus. I've got which this is line the, here in the film: the physically deformed freaks are inherently trusting and honorable people, while the real monsters are two of the normal members of the circus who conspire to murder one of the performance performers to obtain his large inheritance. Yeah, cool. I'll check it out. Give it a thumbs up. Yes. Although similar to Freaks is Alex Winter, made a film called Freaked which is kind of his strange little horror comedy homage to this and several other things. Has Mr. T as the bearded lady. <laughs> oh, nice. I like and, it. Uh, Keanu Reeves has an uncredited role as the dog boy. So, And oh, it's nice. a total cult uh, film that's still out there. So, All right. Does it end in an exclamation point? Uh, no, unfortunately. No. That's well, we do! 